All right. Uh, so I guess we're live in the man cave where Diz Dad's podcast fans gather live on Facebook. Um, hadn't really planned on doing this this way, but uh, it's what works. So we're going to give it a shot. Hopefully some folks will get an opportunity to join in and uh, participate in the fun as we go. So without further ado, we bring you the first ever Facebook Live Dad Show. Hello and welcome to the Diz Dads Podcast Midweek Destinations and Diversions Show. It's the Dad Show, your hump day Disney vacation fix for Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. Dad Show is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental vendor. Why pay more for a less comfortable, less versatile stroller in the theme parks? Make your reservation at KingdomStrollers.com. You'll pay less for the rental, and they'll deliver the stroller of your choice to the resort. And pick it up at the resort at the end of your vacation for free. Kingdom Strollers, your first choice for Orlando stroller rentals and a Disney-featured stroller vendor. Now, uh, I think, as, as I mentioned here, as we got rolling, um, you know, this is a little different. I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm going to be a little clumsy uh, trying to kind of figure out how to manage the show and also share the trip report. But I think we'll get there because I am my own guest today, uh, which is sort of always a little interesting, but, um, you know, glad to be able to bring you a dad show at all, given the craziness of this last week. Um, we have had at least three different attempts to get a dad show recorded that would run today. Um, and we've been thwarted at every turn. Uh, we had somebody volunteer to record one on their own. The recording failed. We had somebody who was going to record it with me over the weekend and their uh, phone that they use for Skype failed. Um, I was going to record with my kids and, uh, you know, dealt with uh, my daughter spending some time in the hospital being ill and just not being comfortable, um, you know, doing a, a recording. So here we are uh, with what we had left. Um, and by the way, as long as we're on the topic to help make things easier, if you have a trip report you'd like to record, and I'm sure I'm going to mention this again later, send us an email, um, podcast at disdads.com, um, post a message here in the, the man cave group or on the disdads podcast, Facebook page, and somebody will be in touch with you. We'd love to get you scheduled to, uh, you know, participate to, to be a part of, uh, the, the, uh, okay. This is telling me I can invite people. Let's see if I did that correctly. Um, all right. This is what I'm talking about. When I say we may have some awkwardness as, uh, we, we work on, you know, figuring out the technology here. So I'm going to be able to send an invitation here to invite people who are page fans. Hey, come 
live dad show. And hopefully some folks will see that and come join us. All right. Um, so of course, on top of everything else, I have a somewhat limited amount of time to, to get this show done. We've got a lot of stuff going on here at the house. So, uh, I'm going to try and get right to it here. Um, so this is talking about the Walt Disney world vacation that I took with my kids, um, back here at the beginning of August. Uh, we were at Walt Disney world, uh, August 8th through 13th. And we sort of had two purposes um, coming in, you know, um, what we wanted to do was number one, get back to Walt Disney World, because it had been a while. Um, I'd been a couple of times for work related things, but the kids hadn't actually been in Walt Disney World for about three years. So it was you know, time to get them another opportunity to spend some time in the parks. Uh, and then also, uh, we were there because uh, our good friend of the show, Stuart Lawson, and his partner, Sean, were uh, getting married, and we were privileged to be a, a part of all that. So we wanted to be there for that as well. Um, now, we did stay, my family and I stayed at um, Port Orleans Riverside in a royal guest room. And full disclosure, I did have a um, travel agent discounted rate, so saved a little money on that guess we kind of earned it from the uh, professional side of things, but, uh, you know, did stay at a reduced rate and, um, it was a Royal guest room. I, I, you know, I enjoy it. The kids really liked the headboard, the, the, um, led fireworks that go off in the background, um, that caught their attention. Other than that, the room was mostly a place to sleep. It was certainly plenty comfortable. Um, we stayed in, in obviously since it was a Royal guest room, it's on the mansion side. Um, but we had a, a bridge across not too far that took us back to the, the main building. And so, you know, I, I don't think we had any complaints about the walk. It did take us a little while to figure out where the closest bus stop was. Um, by the last day, we finally had it figured out. But um, before our last day in the parks, we mostly would just walk out to the front of the uh, resort. I, I tended to prefer that anyway, because when it picks up at the front of the resort, you're picked up and on you know, off to the parks. Whereas if you pick it up in the loop, you know, within the resort, it takes a while. You've got to hit another couple of stops before you actually get on your way to a park. So, um, you know, I, I did, I think like where, what we did with, uh, going out to the front of the resort most of the time anyway, although coming back, it was nice once we figured out <laughs> which stop it was, it was nice to be able to get back to the room a little more quickly. Um, all right. So our, our arrival day, um, we kind of broke with tradition a little bit. We normally take the super early flight out of Kansas City. It usually takes a, a Southwest flight that goes at like 6 or 7 a.m. Um, and that's our usual, you know, recipe as we get there, we get to Walt Disney World early. But, it, you know, it means getting up in the middle of the night, really, because uh, getting to the Kansas City airport takes about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. and um, you know, you got to be there a couple hours early to check in and get your baggage checked and all that. So rather than be up in the middle of the night on this particular trip, we did take a, a little bit later flight and it worked out really well. Um, you know, we flew out mid morning, um, didn't really have any incident. We had a, a brief delay, but nothing significant. And, um, then, you know, once we had arrived, um, uh, 
Oh, that's interesting. Sorry, I'm following my own links to sort of find how everybody else is seeing this. All right, there it is. Um, so, uh, anyways, uh, circled back around, um, uh, had a, a uneventful flight, landed at an Orlando in the sort of early afternoon. Um, no hiccups at all, really. Very simple process. Uh, Magical Express arrived at Port Orleans room. Uh, we got the, the text so that our room was ready, you know, while we were on our way to the resort. So that was great. Um, I, I enjoy that sort of online check-in piece that you get that bonus of being able to just go straight to the room. Didn't have to mess with the front desk at all. Um, got us checked in. We relaxed a little bit and then we did go to, um, dinner in Disney Springs and to just kind of check out Disney Springs a little bit. Um, we had been to Disney Springs about two years ago, so the kids had seen a lot of the development there, but, um, we didn't spend a lot of time there. We were actually taking a, a universal trip for that particular trip. But this time, um, we went to dinner at the Edison and I mean, it was fantastic. I really think that all three of us, um, enjoyed every bit of it. Um, we all liked the food. The only complaint anybody had about the food at the Edison was that, uh, John thought that his fries were too peppery and I can see it, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a matter of, of personal taste and opinion, but you know, I could understand how he found them overly peppery. Um, Michaela and I, on the other hand, absolutely loved every bite of our food. Um, Michaela had the, um, prime rib and it was just terrific, uh, and a huge portion. She didn't finish it, but, uh, you know, she, she liked every bit of it, really loved the mashed potatoes that came with it. Um, I had, uh, I, I thought I was just going to eat light, right? I got the grilled cheese and tomato soup. That was probably the best grilled cheese I've ever eaten in my life. I, I, I'm going to dream about that again. Uh, and dipped in the tomato soup. It was just amazing. It, it was really, for for a sandwich and a bowl of soup, it was one of the best meals that I've had at Walt Disney World in a long time. It was so good. Uh, just every bite of it. And the, the only problem is that it's huge. It's like four sandwiches. So, um, uh, you know, we were awfully full. We did decide to share a dessert because there was no way we were going to be able to consume individual desserts. So we got the, the chocolate cake tower thing. Um, and really glad that we shared it because, you know, we finished it, but, but we were all pretty full when we were done and the dessert was really good too. Um, now afterwards, the kids had been saying since before we left that they wanted to get to you know, explore their independence a little more this trip. And they're both old enough. My son is 12, my daughter's 16. They know the area pretty well. So I was a little more comfortable with them getting some more freedom. Um, after dinner, I really pretty much let my daughter go on her own and explore Disney Springs. We had a, a meetup point set. We had our phones. And, you know, I was comfortable with that. With my son, this was new, letting him kind of have some freedom and and go on his own. So what I did was. Um, you know, make a plan with him. I met up with, I was meeting up with Jason Mitz at Hangar Bar, uh, which is sort of another piece to this. It was great to see Jason, by the way, and we got to hang out and, uh, you know, we each had a scotch flight and talked for probably a good hour. It was a really a nice time just hanging out. Um, but what I had my son do is, you know, since this was a new thing to let him explore like this, um, 
we sort of, you know, I thought of it as the rubber band method, right? So he would come to me sitting at hangar bar and say, this is where I want to go. This is when I want to go check out. Um, and so, okay, you can go check that out. So he would go check out that thing. And before he was allowed to go someplace else, he had to come back and tell me where he was headed next. And so he just kind of went back and forth and was really, you know, he was perfectly happy with it. He got to to check out things. I think it would have been better if the the Marvel store was still open. Um, a little bummed that it wasn't around because um, he would have enjoyed exploring in there. But uh, in any case, you know, I can't complain about the experience. It, it went well. It was great to see um, Jason. Always loved the atmosphere in Hangar Bar and uh, had a really good scotch flight. So, um our, our next day was going to be you know, our, our first park day. And it just worked out in the schedule that the first park day was Magic Kingdom. Um, we don't automatically have any particular tradition about, you know, which which park we're going to or, or anything like that. We just kind of go wherever works best for us. Um, and Magic Kingdom was what worked on this day. To back up a step, we started the day with um, beignets. So we were at Port Orleans Riverside, you can't get the beignets at Riverside, but uh, it's one of my kids' favorite things about French Quarter. So that being our first day, we've had plenty of good energy. So we got up a little extra early, walked down to French Quarter and had our beignets for breakfast before heading out to the parks. Uh, and it had the added bonus of meaning we picked up the bus at French Quarter, which only has one stop instead of the multiple stops. Um, we'll say we all noticed that the beignets just didn't quite seem on point like they'd been before. Um, they were okay, but they weren't fantastic. And uh, we were used to fantastic. So that part was maybe slightly disappointing, but we still enjoyed them. We still had a, a good start to our day. Headed to Magic Kingdom and mostly just had a great day at Magic Kingdom. Um, we you know, walked around. We kind of did what we wanted to do. We had fast passes for most of the things we wanted. The kids had decided early on um, that they weren't really that excited to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So we gave up a Mine Train fast pass that we had uh, made, you know, before the trip because it wasn't until later in the evening. They wanted instead to use a fast pass earlier. So we swapped out. Um, we gave up the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train fast pass and made uh, Pirates of the Caribbean fast pass instead. So we got to fit in, you know, an extra fast pass attraction that way. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from our day in Magic Kingdom, frankly, uh, at least from the morning part of it was that it was stiflingly hot. Um, and this is going to be kind of a recurring theme. It was very hot and I'll be honest, we weren't as, as prepared for it, or we didn't handle it as well as we should have. Um, you know, we, we did take water breaks. We did make ourselves drink, but not as frequently as we should have probably. Um, and that's on me. So, you know, got to be, got to do a better job of taking my own advice about that. Um, we took a midday break to get out of the heat and, um, out of the, the rain a bit and then the idea was to to come back in the evening for for fireworks with um, a stop for dinner on the way. We did dinner at 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian, and this was um, kind of a return. We hadn't done princess dining in probably you know six years or so, um, but even back then, well, I, I guess it probably would have been four or five years because the the memory I have is of talking about this with my daughter and her saying, you know, 
and this was, she was probably 12. I'm not really into princesses anymore, except when we're at Disney World. Okay. Princesses still have some currency when you're at Walt Disney World. We'll go ahead and go. So um, I made the the reservation at 1900 Park Fair, figuring that that was a princess meal, but also one that, you know, my son would enjoy too. Um, there's enough uh, other stuff other than the the girly girl stuff that, that he would get into it. Um, he still doesn't love character interaction. He's a little shy for that kind of thing. Uh, my daughter, on the other hand, had a lot of fun with the stepsisters and with the uh, evil stepmother. So overall, it was a good experience. I, I didn't love the food at 1900 Park Fair. We did a, a, a few, you know, sit down meals at, at Walt Disney World on this trip. And I think of the sit down meals we did, 1900 Park Fair from a food perspective may have been the one that I that was my least favorite. It wasn't bad. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't you know, objectively better. It wasn't really good. And there were others that were really good. So, you know, from the, from an experience point of view, it was definitely worth it. Um, but it's not one that I would choose for the food. I would choose it for the experience. Um, and by the way, if you pop by and you're, you're watching, um, as I'm doing this live, you know, if you disagree with me, if you want to offer uh, your your commentary on my comments, um, I'd love to hear them. Uh, see if we can incorporate some of your feedback as well as uh, as I go through. But um, after um, nineteen hundred Park Fair, we decided to head back to Magic Kingdom. Um, get to do you know a little bit more exploring there in Magic Kingdom. Uh, we kind of divided and conquered a bit. My daughter and I went to do something. I don't even remember what it is that we went to do, but we went to do one thing while um, Jonathan, my son, went with um, Daryl Lawson. And Daryl um, went and, uh, uh, sorry, making sure somebody is able to uh, join us here in the live show. Um Uh, anyway, so uh, Daryl and John went to go ride Space Mountain while uh, Michaela and I did something else, and um, you know that was great. I mean, it was it was nice to have uh, you know somebody. Sorry, I'm trying to administer the group and do the show at the same time. I warned you this was going to be an issue. Um, See if I can fix this. Oh, good. Thank you, Adam. Adam's got my back. He helped get Mark added to the group while I was trying to shuffle around. He understands the uh, Rum Ramblings crew gets it, right? They, they understand the multitasking challenge. Um, so thanks for getting that taken care of. Uh, all right. So back to Magic Kingdom. Um, Daryl and John went off to do Space Mountain. Um, we gathered back and I've mentioned this before and in this, this trip, it really kind of hit us more than it has any time in the past. Um, both of my kids have some struggles with anxiety and, um, the, the crowd at 
that was gathering for fireworks really triggered both of them. They both were kind of on edge. Um, I don't know what it was about that day. It did feel unusually crowded that day um, as fireworks were getting ready. And, um, you know, they, they decided that they needed to, to not be, um, you know, in the park for that. Um, and I can't blame them. I mean, I, you know, I understand the feeling. I, I know that it was just overwhelming for them and they weren't going to be able to enjoy the show. Um, so, you know, they did head back early. Um, but, you know, we did manage to catch some fireworks later in the, later in the, uh, in the trip. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't blame them. I don't, I, I was disappointed. I missed the fireworks, but I get it. And it was, the trip was for them. So we left a little early and, and I was okay with it. We went back and, you know, got some ice cream at, uh, at French quarter and, and turned in a little early cause we had another full day coming up the next day. Um, so the, the plan for the next day was for it to be our Epcot day. And, um, you know, we, we hit the ground running early again, um, Epcot, we like to kind of, uh, you know, graze a little more at Epcot, get something here or there. Um, so we didn't have any real meal plans, uh, in Epcot, but, um, you know, we, we got to enjoy the attractions that are, are standouts for us. I did manage to get the kids back on, uh, uh, on journey into imagination. Uh, you may recall that on a previous trip, um, I had, well, I told them that, you know, that, that the smell from the smell section would be roses, right? I pointed to the tank. Well, my son was saying he wouldn't ride it again because, you know, I, I, I lied to them. I gently reminded him that he now knows better. And if he believes me, if I tell him it's going to smell like roses this time again, then that's on him. Um, you know, he, he's smarter than that. So we all held our breath and, uh, enjoyed the the non odor of that section of the ride and got to do it again um but there's not a lot about epcot i think that necessarily stands out um the kids really did enjoy the soaring over the world they hadn't seen it before so their first experience with soaring over the world was good and um we had a good, we had fun with text, test track. The kids collaborated well on a design. So that was good. That was fun. And it was nice that they worked together like that at 12 and 16. That doesn't always happen. Um, and we ended up shutting down on Epcot a little early because we coordinated with Daryl again. And um, Daryl was staying at Bay Lake Tower with DVC points. So he arranged for us to be able to come up to top of the world and be able to watch Magic Kingdom fireworks from there it was a really great, generous offer from Daryl, first of all, and and a nice sort of, you know, trade-off, a nice balance, right? The, the kids could see the fireworks from there without feeling the impact of the crowd so much. And, um, you know, we, we got a good view of the show. Um, so that was that was a nice thing. And, and again, thanks, Daryl, for making that possible. Um, didn't work out quite as we'd hoped it was. It was a little more crowded in the lounge than we thought it might be. Um, we underestimated, but it, it still worked out fine. Um, you know, we, we got to enjoy the show. We got to explore a little bit of the lounge and the the area up there. And, um, you know, I think we're overall, we're glad we did it. Our next day was Hollywood Studios. Um, and we'd all been looking forward to Hollywood Studios. 
Still bummed that we were just missing the opening of Galaxy's Edge. That was disappointing. Um, but the kids hadn't been back, and I, I still hadn't ridden uh, any of the Toy Story Land attractions because the last time I was at Walt Disney World was just before the opening of uh, Toy Story Land, so I'd missed it. But um, so we went. We did a lot of uh, spent a lot of time with Star Wars, even though Galaxy's Edge wasn't open because we rode um, Star Tours a couple of times. We uh, spent good time in Launch Bay. Um, daughter especially. You know, she really wanted to do the character meet and greets um, with BB-8 and with Chewbacca. And so we did those. She met Kylo Ren as well. All of those character interactions continue to be really good. Um, they do a nice job of, of staying in, in character and, and creating a real experience, not just a photo op. Um, then, uh, we, oh, and we met, we met up with Joe and Ariel Masters while we were at Epcot as, or while we were at Hollywood Studios as well. So that was good because um, it was fun for Michaela and Ariel to see each other again. I think it had been probably four years since they've seen each other. Um, and then we were trying to decide what to do for dinner. And, and, you know, we kind of wanted to get out of the hot and out of the sticky to have dinner. So did a last minute walk up at Hollywood Brown Derby and they found space for us with a reasonable weight. Yeah. It's a signature meal. It's a little pricey, but We've never, ever been disappointed in the food quality. Um, it was really good. And, um, you know, we all enjoyed every bit of it. Um, and it was perfect. It got us out of the humidity so that we could relax a little bit and cool off and kind of gear up to be ready for um, the Galactic Spectacular, which was one of the reasons we were still in Hollywood Studios. Um, now, Michaela still decided that she'd had enough that it was time for her to, uh, you know, head back to the, the resort. Again, she's 16. She can handle getting back to the resort on resort transportation. I didn't have any concerns at all about sending her, um, back to the resort, but, um, John stayed with me and, um, he and I found a spot kind of early for galactic spectacular because I wanted to make sure that he had a good view. Um, and it, it really, it worked out well. Um, we had a nice spot. It, it drizzled a little bit, but didn't bother us. You know, we had, we had poncho and we had, uh, you know, stayed as dry as we needed to stay and it didn't change the show any, you know, it was a fantastic show. I still love that show. They've changed it up a couple of times since the first time I've seen it. And I have no complaints about any of the changes. Um, it really does combine everything. Really great fireworks. The music is straight out of the John Williams score. Um, you know, the clips from the films make it a, a fireworks show that also has some story bits to it. It doesn't really try to tell a single coherent story, but it really absorbs you in the whole Star Wars universe um, for the show. And so, you know, everything about that was was great. We really loved that show. And, and I'm glad we stayed and watched it. Now, the next day was um, intended to be sort of a, a break in our park schedule because that was the day of the Lawson Lee wedding. And I'm going to leave most of the discussion of that wedding for a forthcoming trip report because, you know, Paul wants to talk about it and I want to let him talk about it. I want to interview him about it instead of talking about it myself. Uh, and we'd love to have... Uh, you know, the grooms themselves on the show to talk about their experience. Uh, all I will say is this, 
number one, it was great to see the gathering of, of dads there to, to support uh, Stuart and Sean, to be there for them, um, and family members as well. Um, the wedding itself was at a really nice location called Paradise Cove. So if you've got friends or family that are looking for a place to do a wedding in Orlando so that they can have sort of a, a Walt Disney World wedding without a Walt Disney World wedding, right? Because they don't want to pay the Walt Disney World pricing for it. Um, it was a beautiful location. And I'm, I'm sure that Paul and, and uh, Stuart and Sean would be happy to tell you about, you know, what went into to planning that event there. I don't really know. What I know is we saw a beautiful event. Um, Tim Hicks did a fantastic job as their officiant. I'm sure that Tim would love to volunteer to be an officiant for anyone else. Um, so Tim, sorry, I just, you know, volunteered you, but, um, you know, like you need a, a better excuse to get back to Walt Disney world. Um, and, um, really thrilled to be included in and a part of it. Um, got a little bonus to our trip from um, being at the wedding because we had a little bit of a break between the wedding itself, which was in the morning and um, some things that were going on with the wedding later in the day. So uh, one of the, the folks who was there, who was a, a cast member, I, I don't want to get into too much detail here because I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but um Somebody got us an opportunity to look around at um, the Cast Connection store, which is the outlet store that's only open to cast members. As non-cast members, there are parts of the store that we couldn't access, but um, it was a nice little bonus to get to do some discount shopping while we were at Walt Disney World. Um, And the best part was that uh, John managed to be there on the day that uh, the, the Banshee Overstock hit the floor. Um, and so instead of buying him a $50 Banshee the next day, instead he was able to pick up a $10 Banshee, uh, which was a bonus for me. Um, and he was thrilled with it. I mean, I think that was one of his favorite things about the entire trip was being able to walk around with that Banshee on his shoulder, um, during our, our animal kingdom day. So, um, thanks again for that opportunity. Um, you know, it's an outlet store. I didn't find a ton there. Um, couldn't find stuff that really would fit me anyway. Um, but it was fun to look around. And, uh, like I said, John was thrilled with what he got. Um, so moving on from wedding day, we had one more park day left to go. And, um, the last park day was set for Disney's animal kingdom. Um, we did that for a couple of reasons, you know, the usual crowd level things and all that, but we made, Disney's Animal Kingdom our last day because I knew that Flight of Passage was a priority for the kids. And so making that our last day gave us the best chance of getting a fast pass for Flight of Passage. Um, it's just the way it works out. And it was true. Um, you know, we got a, a Flight of Passage fast pass early in the day. Um, and really, you know, we had a fantastic time. It was great. Um, didn't have to do the crazy hour plus wait that I'd done when I wrote it myself. Um, so kids and I rode, um, uh, flight of passage. Everybody loved it. Although, you know, (laughs) my kids are tough critics, I guess. Um, they were both, you know, critical of the attraction itself in terms of the way that the, the ride part of it, they loved the criticism they had. And, and I hadn't really thought of it, but the criticism they had was that 
the the elements in the queue and the sort of setup that they do for the ride portion didn't really carry through much in the ride itself. Like all of those things that they talked about in the queue about decontaminating you and the things about connecting you and all of those things kind of get forgotten as soon as you get on the back of the Banshee. Um, and my, my son's observation was that it would have been even better if the stuff in the queue followed, you know, carry were carried through, um, in the ride portion that, that, he wanted there to be some, some, you know, greater connection there. I thought it was an interesting observation. Um, we, we enjoyed the rest of it, of animal kingdom. Um, you know, we, we didn't, it was very hot again and it was, it was soggy that day. Um, and as a matter of fact, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Cause that's, that's going to be a highlight moment that follows through really the highlight moment, I think in some ways for the trip, other than wedding things. But, um, we we did, you know, uh, we enjoyed the safari. We rode Expedition Everest, which we'll get into a little bit more in a minute. Um, rode Dinosaur. Uh, we were among the first folks to ride, you know, to get on Dinosaur in the morning, um, which is a, it's a family favorite. Uh, we rode the attraction when, uh, oh, hey, Daryl, we were just talking about you. Um, we, uh, uh, it was one of the first attractions that we rode when we first went to Walt Disney world or Walt Disney world was, was dinosaur. And at the time, my three-year-old son rode dinosaur and, you know, loves dinosaurs, but was a little more than a little scared by the ride. So, um, as we exited the ride, he uttered his now infamous line. Well, it's a good thing we survived. And of course now, uh, you know, nine, nine or so years later, um, as we got off the ride, he re- said the same thing. Well, it's a good thing we survived. And he was right. Uh, yes, Daryl, only good things. We were saying thank you for the trip up to Top of the World to watch fireworks and that uh, John really appreciated you taking him down to uh, you know get one last ride in on Space Mountain. Uh, so only good things, Daryl. The stuff that wasn't good, I didn't say. Uh, so, so anyway... Spent the day, you know, writing various things at, at Animal Kingdom. It was getting to be time to, uh, you know, decide whether to, to leave the park and take a break or not. We decided we'd try and fit in one more, one more attraction. Um, and so we, we go to ride Expedition Everest and it was, you know, maybe starting to sprinkle a little bit, but we figured no big deal. We'll be fine. Um, we go, we get on in the queue, we're going through the queue and, we start hearing the rain come down a little harder. And by the time it's almost our turn to get on the ride, it's pouring rain. Um, one of the hardest rainstorms I've ever been in, in uh, Walt Disney World. And so curious, you know, apparently there was no lightning because they loaded us right onto the attraction. Um, and oh man, First of all, it was a great ride. I mean, I, I have to give it credit. You know, every element of the of the the coaster worked perfectly. The the pause at the the peak of the mountain, you know, was was perfect. Didn't feel rushed or anything like that. The you know still in disco mode, but yet he was there and and was a part of it. But man, in those outdoor sections of the track, um, rain hurts at that speed. 
<laughs> so we had a great ride, but um, it did sting a bit. We got off and, oh man, we were soaked. I mean, to the bone, we were soaked. So it was a good thing that we were about ready to head back to the resort anyway at that point, um, because frankly, we needed to get out of there and change clothes. Um, and, and frankly, the, the clothes that, you know, because it was our second to last day, we, we hung those clothes up and they were still wet. Um, I packed them in plastic bags to take home because I didn't feel like going to the laundry to put them in the dryer because they hadn't dried, you know, 36 hours later. But, um, we, we did take a break, change clothes, relax a little bit. And then we, we had a character meal, um, scheduled and, and this was kind of a big thing for us because yes, we did the, the princess meal at the beginning of the trip, but this end of the trip, we had um, dinner at Tusker House scheduled, and that was a big thing because we hadn't done a you know full character meal in years because my son is very, very shy about um, full costume characters. He just doesn't like them. They make him uncomfortable. And the last time we did it, the only character he would do, we, we did the best friend's breakfast um, at Ohana. And the only character he would react to or interact with was Stitch, who's his absolute favorite, always has been. Um, but when any other characters came around, he would duck under the table. He would literally hide from the other characters. So I asked him about it this trip, and he said he thought he was ready. He was 12 now. He was ready to try to do a, a regular character meal. And so we did Tusker House, which is classic characters, um, you know, Donald and Daisy and Mickey and um, Goofy. It was fantastic. The The character interactions were wonderful. They were gentle with John so that he was willing to be included in the, the photo ops without being, um, you know, too pushy about it. And uh, obviously, my daughter, who gets into this stuff, really enjoyed getting to do those interactions that she'd missed out on because we didn't do those things when we were with John. Um, I had fun with it because it was fun to see them interacting with the characters, and it was fun to interact with those characters myself. Uh, and on top of it, the food was great. I mean, it, you know, if the kids hadn't been getting antsy to move on, I probably could have, you know, hung out and done a whole nother round of the buffet because I don't think I tasted anything that I didn't like. Um, it, it was, that was the meal that stood out. I mean, uh, other than, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank again, which I was doing at the beginning of the show. Um, the Edison, um, you know, the food at the Edison was probably still the best and, and Hollywood Brown Derby was very good. I think that I would put the meal we had at Tusker house, maybe almost, uh, almost uh, close to a par with with um, Hollywood Brown Derby and and maybe ahead of it just in terms of the value of it, first of all, and, you know, at a lower price point and, and great variety because as, as good as, as Brown Derby was, you know, you kind of have to choose. You choose one thing and that's what you enjoy. And it was good, don't get me wrong, but at, at uh, Tusker House, you know, I got to choose everything, one of each, um, and it was all very good. So um, it might have been my, my number two on the list for that this, this trip. Um, after dinner, uh, Michaela was again, she had about enough. Um, so she headed back to the resort. Um, John and I continued to hang out. Uh, we ran into some other Diz dads. We, we ran into, um, Randall and Joe and Ariel and, um, another dad whose name is going to escape me because it was the first time I'd met him. Um, Oh, Doc. Um, so ran into Doc there. Um, 
and just kind of walked around with them a bit uh, at kind of killing time really as much as anything else. And, you know, we needed to get them something to eat, but all, you know, the big thing that we were waiting for was rivers of light. Um, kids had never seen rivers of light. Uh, I had tried to see rivers of light twice before and gotten rained out. So I was looking forward to it. I know people criticize the show a lot and, and talk about it not being, you know, up to par. I have to say that John and I really, really liked the show. Um, I think it makes a big difference how you see the show, you know, having done Tusker house, we, we had planned that as the, um, the, with the dinner package. So we got, um, a ticket for the reserve seating area and we got in there pretty early and got a good seat up towards the front, you know, towards the center of the, the river. And it's just a beautiful show. I think you have to go in ex- with the right ex- expectations. Um, it, it's not a fireworks show. It's not a spectacular show in that, in that way, but it's a, um, it's a beautiful show. And, and if you just kind of relax and let it be what it is, instead of expecting it to be something else, I, I think you can really enjoy it. Um, the, the colors and the sound, you know, the, the way it all kind of blends together it is really, really beautiful. And it's, it's a, again, a different experience. It's, it's a more relaxing show, I think. Um, it's, it's obviously a bit more abstract. Um, but you know, John absolutely loved it. Um, and you know, he's the 12 year old boy who you would think would get antsy and, and not want to sit for it. So, um, you know, he, he, it was a close call because I asked him at the end of the trip, um, whether, whether he liked it, you know, more than Galactic Spectacular. And he had to think hard, but ultimately he did decide that, that Galactic Spectacular was better. Um, you know, Star Wars wins over, over pretty floats, um, but, but he liked it. Uh, all right. So, so that's really the trip in a nutshell. Um, you know, the next day we just kind of took it easy at the resort until it was time to leave. Um, we had, you know, a a kind of a midday flight out. Um, our magical express was picking us up at like 1115, which works out great. You know, you get your normal checkout time and a little bit of time to hang out in the lobby before we went to, um, you know, uh, get on magical express, uh, or tragical depress, tragical depress as the case may be. Um, but you know, closed out the trip with, with really no incident. Um, no, no big issues on our flight. Now we, there were some delays on our flight. Um, that was unfortunate. We got to the airport and we probably had a good, Oh, hour and a half, maybe two hours of delay, um, before our flight could take off because another one of those storms came through and it was one that had lots of lightning. So there was a ground stop. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, we, we did, uh, we did get on the flight eventually. Oh, um, let's see. Somebody in the chat is asking, were we at animal kingdom lodge? Um, no, we, we were not at animal kingdom lodge. Um, we stayed at, uh, uh, Port Orleans Riverside. So, um, we love animal kingdom lodge. We've stayed there several times or a couple of times before. Um, but for this particular trip, we, we were at Riverside. Um, so, uh, uh, anyway, end of the trip, you know, no big deal. So, uh, now we get to our wrap up pieces and I see time wise that we need to wrap up because I've got kids waiting for me upstairs. So, uh, the wrap up questions, what's the, the piece of advice that, uh, 
you know, the, the, that I would share with somebody who was taking a, a similar trip. And, and from this, for this one, you know, I'm going to take the perspective of taking a, a trip solo with your kids because my wife was unable to join us for this trip. So it was just me and, and the two kids. Uh, and the, the best piece of advice I think I can give is to, however, whatever you need to do to do it, find a way to get comfortable with the idea that kids in this age range, particularly that 12 to 16 year old range can have a little freedom, can, can have some ability to do some things on their own. I mean, I'm not saying send them off to the park by themselves completely. Of course not. But, you know, you're going to, you're going to grind yourself down, you know, especially with multiple kids trying to do everything by yourself. So being able to, you know, send one kid to do that thing that they want to do that nobody else wants to do, and then circle back and do something else with the other kid or to just sit down and wait while the two kids go and do something, um, was, was really reinvigorating. And, and so that, um, that helped a lot. Um, and the other bit of advice I would give is to, to make sure that you, you follow through on the things you say are important. Um, because I talked a lot about how important it was that we took water breaks and, you know, made sure we were drinking on, along the way and everything like that. And I didn't hold us to it as well as I should have. Uh, and it pretty much, it, it probably cut our, our Epcot day by about 50%. We would have spent more time. We would have done more things in Epcot, but it, 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 you know, it was starting to hit us. Um, we were getting dehydrated and we had to get out of the park. So, um, you know, I knew better. <laughs> I was prepared and we still didn't do it. So, you know, stick to it. Um, and then, uh, signature moment for this trip, you know, it's one of two things, maybe three things. Uh, it could be, and, and I'm going to set aside the wedding cause that's not fair to include the wedding. Um, that's, that belongs to Stuart and Sean and to Paul and Daryl and the Lawson family. So, um, you know, putting that aside, the, the standout moments of this trip for me, um, I'm going to call it, uh, it could be rivers of light, thing about it being rivers of light is that was just John and me, you know, Michaela wasn't with us for that. Same thing with, with, um, galactic spectacular. So, um, I'm going to go with, um, Oh man. And Tusker house lunch could be it. Now, um, all things considered ultimately the one indelible thing and the one that's going to, you know, be that image when we talk about this trip, that's going to pop into my head instantly and, and say, you know, this is that trip. Um, it, it, it's Expedition Everest in the pouring rain. Um, we had a great time with it. We laughed about it the whole way back. Um, you know, we just, it was, it was a, it put its stamp on the trip. Let's put it that way. Uh, and it was overall a great experience. So, uh, with that said, um, I think that about wraps us up. Um, I will, will just say that I appreciate the folks who, um, stop by to, to listen in and to, you know, give this a chance to work. I don't know that we'll be doing this again. We might try it periodically, but, um, in, in any case, I had fun with it. better venture once I've had more chances doing it. Um, if you'd like to share your trip with as I mentioned at the top of the show, share your contact information in the group here and we'll be in touch. You can send an email to podcast at bizdads.com uh, and we'll 
we'll connect with you that way. Oh, hello but there. one way or another, so this show along. is about you, it's uh, about the dream our community, and so the more folks who are part of this community get involved in sharing their perspectives on their vacations or how they travel, you know, that's what this is all about. So let us know, let us get you included. A sunbeam, that's a good one. No, really, Everything no. that I See can collect can inspire amazing and did not take special guests ideas. this time, but I can take special guests in the future. And you never know what kind I'd of figment you may guests. come up with. Here's my favorite. Two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer. All right, turn down the music at Todd's request. Hopefully you can hear over the music now, and I'll repeat um, that... Getting us uh, connected up to do your reports would be really ideal. So uh, you could post in the group here. You can send us an email at podcast.disdads.com. Either of those would be great ways to let us know that you would like to participate in the show. Thanks again. And until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster. Good night.